I got love for you, man. You know what, I'm <laughs> what are we talking about? You know, I'm not here to start any trouble. I'm only going to say nice things about you from now on. I think you're handsome, and I think you're a wonderful host. I'm fat and I'm overweight. Just don't say anything silly. I was waiting for you to say that. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. You know, I don't want y'all to take anything that out of context that I'm saying. He's very funny. He likes to joke around a lot. As a personality and as an entertainer, yes. This is going to be really quick. I'm not taking any questions. Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit. You're listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Cabby Richards. As always, uh, thank you, Rod, for that wonderful introduction. On Twitter, you can find me at Cabby, and on Instagram, it's the real Cabby. I just posted some photos from this Nike event I went to in LA, which I will discuss a little bit later on in this podcast. But well, let's get to the conversation. One of my very good friends, and one of the most articulate, handsome, and successful athletes to ever play in the National Hockey League. I've been fortunate to call a friend for a little while, and he changed my life in Barbados, and he's in studio right now. If it's going to be an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give y'all the answers. The first time I met this man, I was at the gym in North York, an area in Toronto, Ontario, where my best friend Ari and I used to work out. It was 2004 during the NHL lockout, and Ari told me that he'd seen Kevin Weeks working out there from time to time. I only knew about him, but I never met him. Then one day, we gave each other the nod. I saw him at the gym, you know, get that nod. And then the next time, we exchanged a few words, like saying, what's up, that sort of thing. Nothing too deep. <laughs> and then I left Sportsnet, which I was working for at the time, and went to the score in 2005. And later that summer, I was in Barbados getting the full Kevin Weeks experience at his first ever celebrity golf charity tournament. And my world changed. I am pleased to be joined by Kevin Weeks, who could be seen on Hockey Night in Canada on CBC, the NHL Network. Are, do you still work for MSG sometimes? No MSG this year. No MSG this year. And sometimes at Holy Chuck Burger on <laughs> Young Street in Toronto. My dude, welcome to the Cabby Presents podcast. Thank you. Am I? Uh, thanks for that warm intro. Am I actually allowed to look at you during this? Of or? course, yeah. I mean, listen, this is an do audio medium. I have to medium. wear gazers like I'm running at Woodbine. No, man. <laughs> sure? It's an audio medium, so the, the audience, they won't, they won't know where you're looking. On Twitter, you can find him at Kevin Weeks, and his website is Weeks Media. You can see uh, everything he's up to. He does his videos. He's got I, I Have No Five Hole, his clothing brand, and everything else that's remarkable, remarkable about you. Kevin Weeks. So the last time I physically saw you yeah. was at your summer jam. No. Wasn't it? No. It was at yours. Oh, yeah. You guys came, well, you guys <laughs> came through. Yours. Yeah, you guys came through for and a nice camera. I appreciate it. And let me tell you something. What? Yours was off the chain. So was yours, dude. Yours Thank is you, a different level. Because you... Okay, so the, for the audience, uh, <laughs> Kevin throws a yearly summer jam at his estate. He doesn't just have a home. He has an estate. Okay? Really, whatever. Like, dude, we had a tent in your backyard. Okay? Or not we. You had a tent in your backyard. That was to keep people dry. That's all. Right. And the forecast you, is playing, you know. Okay, but this is, how, this is how amazing your party is. Is you have, like, one of the premier burger restaurants in Toronto. They came to your home to cater the party. In the past, you had the wonderful people. Uh, uh, Tony, shout out to Tony Bradshaw and the wonderful people at Canyon Creek cater your party. I feel it was just, you know, just because of who you are, not because you have to pay for the food or anything. Um, but and this year was holy chunk work. Okay, so so that summer jam uh, happens every year. And then with my friends, uh, we throw uh, what we call the Fellas X Summer Party. And Why are um, you trying to undersell your party? Well, I'm why, not, I'm not, why are you I'm underselling? Listen, our party is, we have a good time throwing that party. And it's... This you know what? Hey, let, let's, cut, let's cut to the chase, okay? okay. I got to be careful. Will you stay closer to the mic? Please? All right. I, I, well, I got to be careful, but what do you mean? Okay. But what was the ratio? Uh, it was a healthy sixty-five thirty-five. Women, women, listen. That is that is what. Uh, hey, we, listen. We let me let me take over. That's if, the kind if, of excellence we strive for. Hey, if if it's a if it's a single male anywhere in the GTA or within driving distance or flight distance, you got to be there. 
You got to be at Cabby's party. Well, it's listen. It's, Don't uh, say I didn't tell you. Well, okay. There, it's not just mine. There, there are nine of my homies. Yeah, I know it's that, your team. Yeah, it's our, it's our it's, crew. It's the crew. Shout out to the fellas, X, and we try very hard every year to maintain that ratio and and do things. Uh, you know, that people wouldn't expect at a house party. First of all, it's open bar, like it is at your place. Very open. Open bar. You have bartenders. The guys at my part, we, we are the bartenders. And, you know, we have uh, photographers. Mm-hmm. And we certainly don't have catered food. We, we have, like, a candy table. Which, which is nice. Which is uh, which, which was nice. goes a long Love way. Love that. And um, this year, the... I don't know. This year we had an ice cream truck show up. I remember that. Yeah, that was. That's like, old school, though. I like that. You know, it's keeping it you real. Know, even I, now, even now, you're successful. <laughs> you know what I mean? To, to be honest, I did steal that idea from Tim McAuliffe. Really? <laughs> yeah, I stole it from Tim. <laughs> and Tim came Come to on. the party, and uh, he's That's like, oh, I, I've seen this somewhere before." That's great. Yeah, I stole that idea, but it was it was a huge thing. So anyway, okay, mm. so. The the last time I, I guess I got to speak with you because you did you did you show up to the party which I appreciate and you know you were there was like a whole squad of hockey dudes where you're just holding court because like that's but you don't hold court like Michael Pinball Pl- Clemens <laughs> no. where you're giving like two hour sermons no 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 hey Mike how are you today and then 92 <laughs> minutes later my guy wraps up <laughs> you hold court in a different way like it, it's uh, you're always like dropping knowledge and it's always um, and the, I, I I wish I could I wish I could you guys could see how my feeble impression of Kevin is but it's it's like you're um it's like you're dropping knowledge and it's like a secretive almost. Yeah, I try to keep it stealthy. <laughs> subtle really and, subtle and stealthy. Really <laughs> so okay. So holy chuck burger. Yeah. Is that is that your favorite burger spot in the city or or in your top three or five? Wow man. Um let me just give a shout out since we're in Scarborough. Let me give a shout out to, to Johnny's, Johnny's? We mentioned Johnny's recently yeah. on the podcast, and I messed it up. What's what's the actual intersection? It's it's Victoria Park and Shepherd. See, I said I think I said Markham and Lawrence like yeah. an idiot. Sorry, this is for people outside of Toronto. This we won't make this too long of a thing because I know that you don't have any points of reference because there are some American the, homies that listen to absolutely. this podcast. Yeah, we go international. We do. Well, yeah. yeah. But but honestly, uh, Victoria Park and Shepherd. So Johnny's is the original. Used to ride my bike there. Right, nice. Right, and stealing change from my mom's purse. You know, that whole thing. <laughs> I did that, too. Right? I've you never that. admitted that, Yeah, oh, I did. I did. Yeah, I have. I did. Wow. And, um, yeah, so that whole thing. And then they, to me, they were my favorite growing up. And then, holy could Chuck. You get, could you get uh, tomatoes? What was the thing? You couldn't get, like. Couldn't get lettuce. Oh, you couldn't get lettuce. Couldn't get. Ask Tim. Tim yeah, will tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has could, told yeah, me. Yeah, couldn't and, get lettuce. And Tim does a great impression he of does. the, <laughs> of he the does. guy that runs the, the burger joint. Yep. And now my favorite spot is is Holy Chuck, and there are a lot of great spots in Toronto now. By the way, I should say, but uh, but Holy Chuck Burgers for me, it's it's the be- it's the best burger. I travel. It's the best burger I've had in the world. What really? In Dude, the world. that's unbelievable. Okay, what world. other burger joints are you re- do you rep in Toronto? And then we can go. Uh, you can even go to the cities you've played in. I mean, you played in the New York metropolitan area for yep. six or eight years you total. Got it. Yeah, around around there. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that. I mean, I know New York's known for its pizza, but it, you know that's the world city. So every every friggin' thing is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, what else? What other burger joints are you repping for in the city? I know I didn't prep you for this thing. We just talked. No, no, we that's what we do. We talk. We get paid to talk. Which is true. <laughs> right? You get paid more than I do. But whatever. <laughs> um, okay, I uh, the burger priest is pretty good. Right? It's pretty good. Uh, there's a place down on Queen. Queen just south of, uh, or just north, rather, of Spadina. What's that spot? It's a pretty good spot, too. Queen and Spadina. Okay, on that corner, there's the McDonald's. There's, like, an A&W across keep, the thing. Yeah, just, just keep, north? Yeah, just north of there. It, like, towards on Chinatown? The right. On the right. Okay, so on the east side. Yeah, so if you're going there's to There's, like, say, the Dark Horse Cafe. Yeah. There's that new boutique hotel. What is up there? Uh... Man, I can't. I, I'm trying. They had I'm a visual. pretty good burger, though. Hmm. But you know, at Spadina and Dundas, that's like my undercover Dairy Queen spot. Sometimes really? when I'm feeding for Dairy Queen, like that's, that's nobody yours? goes to that one Dairy Queen <laughs> and I always hit that Dairy Queen I know the one for about. a score blizzard. Yep, my favorite. Um, I like to. Re- okay, so I Who do you I, rep? I rep uh, Big Smoke Burger. It used to be okay. Th- there was one on on uh, uh, King Street West. That was good. Um, and so I rep that. Was that was good. And uh, I rep uh, Apache Burger. Apache, you talk about yeah. Johnny's Apache, like yeah. as a staple That's of the, Toronto, of like course. old school. Yes. So that so Johnny's Burgers reps in the eastern part of our of our city, and in the west, Apache Burger is like its rival for like for like you know a generational mom and pop this is true. burger joint. This is true. Apache. Yep. Um, I recently had 
a uh, and a burger at Earl's, and I know Earl's is yeah. a big uh, chain restaurant chain across the country, but I had the cab burger, which was oh, amazing. Go figure. I did. Yeah, I saw the menu. <laughs> I was in Regina yeah. for the great cup. I was like, you know what? Look, it's, it's called the cab burger, and I don't think I get any points on it. You people at Earl's, you're going to hear from my attorney. Better talk to your agent, Dave Goldstein. You're going to hear from my dude. Uh, about the cat burger, but it was it was delicious. But I want to take you back to the my original burger spot. Mm. When I was ten years old, I had a my first job was a paper route for the yep. Toronto. I used to deliver the Toronto Sun on Sundays. On I'd your bike at, or no? No, depending walk, on the weather. I walked walk in the it? neighborhood. Yeah, okay. I did it for about six months. That's hard work, by the way. Yeah, because it, it was hard to wake up at five thirty when no you're doubt. a kid. No doubt. Um, even though you're excited to wake up just to watch cartoons, of course. For like four hours, and of then course. like wrestling, Thundercats, and, He-Man, <laughs> yeah, of course. yeah. Um, so it was every Sunday I had about 80 houses on my route. I had this, you know, this like pouch, the satchel, big, uh, mm-hmm. the one, the, canvas, the, the satchel. canvas one. I yeah, know it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, that's how I made my money. My first part-time job. So you're on the hustle from early. I respect I was. that. Thank you. Um, yep. you know, Caribbean parents, they're just we like, know. you need to work right away. Yeah. As soon as you can get a dude, I had my SIN card for Americans. It's like your social, social security, security number right. here. It's a social insurance number at 10. My mom was like, go get your SIM card. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it starts with 498. Like, that's how every yeah. year, it, you know, it increases. So I'm sure it's, at, I don't know, 520-something now or yep. whatever it is. So my first ever girlfriend, her name was Denise Salmon. Oh, nice. So I had, so my, with nice my part. the last name. With my part-time, <laughs> yeah. And we went to a burger place. With my part-time <laughs> job money. Uh, we went to Licks and I oh, got, Licks was nice back in the Licks day. Licks was the and Licks was nice back. The home burger, French fries. The home burger back in the day was nice on Queen Street East in the beaches. Yep. I lived just around the beaches. Yep, and that's where we went. And that's my my first. Do you remember you your got, first oh. date, Kev? Uh wow. Like was it? Did you? Was it like a to the movies? Was it mini golf? Was it just simply watching, going to Jumbo Video, <laughs> and renting a movie? Yeah, going to Jumbo. Re- renting or, or, Jurassic Park or something. <laughs> maybe not Jurassic Park. Maybe earlier that. Maybe renting. Uh, what would it have been? Jeez. Uh, In what, my day. Yeah. What Conan? Conan, you're not that old. You can't watch that. Hey, a, hold I, on. But you when, watch it as a date movie. When, Conan. Did, when did you say your first? You mentioned your first, uh, rather your your sin number started with four nine eight. Four nine eight, yeah. I'm four nine five. Okay, okay. So, so I okay. predate you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you, you know did. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I literally got it across <laughs> the four hundred one here from the studio <laughs> at the government building here at the Scarborough Town Center. Took the McCown one twenty nine bus. Right. Yeah, yeah. I know. There to get it. I was on it today. There you go. There you go. <laughs> what was your first date, dude? Man, I can't even remember my first date now. Jeez. Um, Do you remember the first time you went to the movies with a girl? He, yeah, it would have been Yorkdale. Yorkdale. Did you Yorkdale. see like Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Rocky Four. Rocky Four. Rocky Four. You took a girl to Rocky Four. Rocky Four. Drago. <laughs> Drago was a killer. Drago in that killed movie. Apollo Creed. He did. He did. And Sylvester Stallone was. It's my friend, my friend uh, Dave Del Giudice's favorite movie. And I, I don't think I've seen the whole movie. Rocky Four since, was nice. It's like ninety one. Yeah. No, that's when I went to go see it. Took the bus no, to go there, too. No, that movie came out in, like, T- 88 T- or something, T-T-C, or 87. The TTC I took to go see that at Yorkdale from Scarborough. Wow, that's... Well, that's a hike. That is a hike, because my, my, first, my first ever movie, I went, again, with Denise Salmon. Yeah. It was a double date. My friend Ty Williamson and his yeah. girlfriend, Sasha, we went to see Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure oh, wow. at Warden see, Woods. But at least that... At what Warden do you know Woods. about Warden Woods? Too, dude, that's where we went, Warden What do you Woods. know about Warden Woods? That, what, they used to have a good theater there. What? Well, hey, it's, it's, not, yeah. it's probably not the theater in your own home where we watch Super Bowls. No, no, no. It's but probably they, not even whatever. that. No, but I, I, Warden Woods and good patties at the Warden Station, too, by the way. <laughs> good beef patties there. So, uh, that was, yeah. How come we don't have any air conditioning in here? What do you, my man? No, no, listen, there's a guy right now on the treadmill or a girl in Pittsburgh working out (laughs) who has, she's like, this is, you can't complain about freaking air conditioning when some dude is working out or some, (laughs) you know. Um, Uh, so your dude, okay, Henrik Lundqvist. Yes. Is a very rich man. He was already rich. He was, okay, but he's even more rich. Yeah, he's and even his, richer. And, right, and the similarities between, not just because you guys play the similar position and you played in the similar city. Were you guys there at the same time in Yeah, New York? we played together. For how long? For one Two se- years. So oh, I was really? His, I was his veteran mentor. Oh. You like that? Mentor. Yeah. So did you mentor him on his style game? Because he mm-hmm. is the style icon for the game of hockey, and you are certainly the style icon for broadcasters in this country. I'm going to give that to you. It was you and then Donovan Bennett. 
Thank you. Actually, uh, and, and and then after that, I'd say T Rex, uh, Tyrone Edwards, who does movie night on on E. Mm. He's a very stylish dude too. One of uh, one of Drake's dudes. Thank you. L- well, let me say this: when he first came to us in the Rangers, right, his rookie year, he was rocking these slim fit suits because he's Swedish, right? So he's wa- rocking these Euro slim cut suits, skinny ties, and guys are like, "What's Rod Stewart?" <laughs> no, you look like Rod Stewart. Amazing. What are you wearing? You've got the big hair. You've got the skinny ties, classic skinny suits. Like you're a 60s, 70s throwback. Cat. What like, year is that? Like, like 06 or 07? This is 05. Oh, okay. 05, okay. 06. So this is the first year back from the lockout. Yeah, first okay. year. So okay. so guys are chirping him. And I thought his style was, was nice. Like I'm like, wow, he's I like the way he rolls. Now I'm not the only guy. Now guys aren't busting my chops, right? Yeah, but we, were you, you know what I mean. Slim no, 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 no. But I mean, suits? just in terms of a guy that got it. Okay. Right. Okay. Spend time on his hair. Bring his little satchel, his purse, <laughs> not his man purse, his purse. Bring yeah, his purse yeah. to the rink. He's got his cologne. He's got his stuff. He's got his body wash. So guys weren't just <laughs> chirping me the whole time on that. But anyway, no, he was ahead of the curve in terms of style because naturally that's how they were dressing in Europe at that time, right? So. He's from he's from Sweden. People are dressing like that. I'm sure they're doing Italy, of course, um, Barcelona and Spain, just different places. They were so far ahead of the curve, and it's funny that it took probably about three years until more people here started getting into slim fit suits and slim fit pants and and that kind of thing. So he was way ahead of the style curve when he first came over. So he was he was dressing like James Bond before oh, yeah. Daniel Craig started dressing. Before he became James Bond. Exactly. Because those are the kind of cut suits that Daniel it, Craig wears. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now when you Clean. Play, yeah. Clean. <laughs> when you play in New York and you know, there's a certain amount of visibility you have because you play you're an athlete in that city. Mm-hmm. How important is your image when you play in the Big Apple? Like you, you, your image as far as not just what you do, mm-hmm. you know, on the ice, but like off the ice, where the fans experience you, where the corporate partners experience you, where you know, just you know, the Wall Street types. When you go to charity events, those sort of things. You just nailed it because you're you're getting a unique chance in New York to see all of those people, and they see you in your element, but you're wearing a Ranger uniform or you're wearing a Knicks or whatever it is uniform, a Yankee uniform. And while all the New York area uniforms are tight, and I love all of them, ultimately... Even the Mets? Even the Mets. On a classic level. And the orange, <laughs> you know what I mean? On a classic level. And the orange just gives shout a little twist. Shout out to the twist. 1969, the Miracle Mets. <laughs> Thank, shout out to Mookie Wilson. <laughs> Never mind, guys. Right, sorry, the to 86 Wilson. Mets. Yeah. Gary Carter. And God yeah, bless yeah. Gary Carter. Darryl right. Strawberry. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. the straw in those guys, yeah. right? Doc, Doc Hojo, yeah. Doc, unbelievable. But... But really, I mean, Hojo, right? Mm-hmm. I forgot about Howard Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. No, Please no, continue. no. It's all good. But but the the interesting thing about that, right, is they get to see you in your element. But when they get to see you outside of your sporting element or, or place of work, or for those athletes, I should say, then they get to experience you in a different way. And because there's so many people in New York, and because New York is the mecca, you may only have a split second to make that impression. And people are just, okay, I see you, okay, cool, oh, all right, well, you're well put together, you're dressed well, or you smell good, or you're well presented, or whatever it may be, because they're seeing literally how many hundreds of thousands of people a day, especially if you commute in New York, right? You're taking the train, you're taking whatever, even if you take a car service, you go out to lunch, whatever part of the city you work in or you live in, you're you're just swamped by people. So how do you kind of distinguish yourself on, and also... As an athlete, you want people to take you seriously if, in fact, you're serious. And you never know what opportunities are out there. So you could say, okay, I get out of this taxi. Thank you. You could say, okay, I get out of this taxi, right? And I'm getting into the garden. Well, you don't know if the head of marketing for Chanel is going to be out there. You don't know if the head of marketing for Calvin Klein. We play a game. When I play in New York, for example, and after a game, you come out and somebody's waiting to have something signed. Who knows? That could be the CEO of Citigroup's son or daughter. You don't necessarily know. Right. And then as you talked about it, charity events, you never know who you're going to meet. Uh, hospital visits, I mean, other team initiatives that New York Rangers or whatever team has around the city. You're always interacting with people, and it's such a fascinating place to meet people. Who knows? It could be somebody from Vodafone over in, in the right. UK, let's yeah, say, yeah. right? Or Virgin Mobile. Right, right. Just because it is the Mecca. So you never know who you're going to run run into. You, you always got to represent. You have great brand recognition. Well, thanks, Vodafone. Man. Like, Thank my you. guy went international <laughs> with it. Like, Vodafone is the biggest <laughs> carrier in the in the UK, UK and probably maybe even Europe. Right. 
Right. Vote a nice work, dude. Man, well, you know, I, you know it's you. because of the announcement of the World Cup stuff. You saw some soccer stuff, and I think Vodafone. <laughs> I can't remember what 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 team's kit Vodafone uh, is on the front of. I feel like Man U Man used U, to have Vodafone. Man U had it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. For for a bit before I don't know I don't know what it is now. So okay, a lot of athletes are competitive. Mm. Obviously in their field of play, but off the ice as well, whether it's ping pong, mm-hmm. whether it's who has the nicest whip, mm-hmm. whether it's who has the baddest chick. Okay, so now... Whether it's all the above. Right, and yeah, more. And more. Okay, <laughs> so then it's style game. So you're really only competing against yourself and Henrik. Was there ever... And plus, you guys are both goalies. Right. So was there ever like an unwritten, like you'd see him with a, a super, like, okay. Like maybe he adds a pocket square. Oh, yeah. Maybe he adds... A, he's got some cufflinks. For maybe sure. you have cufflinks or you have some... Maybe you came with the first one to come with wingtips shoes mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Was, there, was there like a uh, like unspoken or was there a verbal thing like, oh... I see that piece that you added. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the vest now yeah. to make for the three-piece suit. Was there ever that between you and Henry? Absolutely. It was really? The, yeah, it was the spoken and the unspoken. Okay. And to speak about the unspoken, the pocket square, right? Because he started rocking a pocket square and nobody here was wearing them anymore. I mean, you'd find, you know, an older gentleman in the mall that was kind of creeping. You know what I mean? Like an, an older <laughs> grandfather like in the uncle. mall who yeah. had a pocket watch, right? right. Yeah, With yeah, a yeah. chain and he'd just pull it out and... He'd see two girls walk by and <laughs> rubberneck the whole time, pretend he's looking at the pocket watch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, so the, like maybe from that generation, you'd see the odd person wear a pocket square, but nobody was wearing them. And, and Henrik started rocking them again. And I was like, whoa, okay, I'm going to pick up on that. So what was crazy, and I'm, the reason why I referenced that is what was crazy, when I started broadcasting, I started wearing pocket squares. And nobody, the only person that was rocking pocket squares in sports broadcasting that comes to mind at that time, was Don Cherry grapes? Oh, really? On Hockey Day in Canada. That's it. That's it. So <laughs> then I started rocking them five years ago. Now I started rocking them, and then next thing you know, they kind of, you know. Did you win that contest on CBC for the most stylish? Do you guys I was did. it last last year? Uh, yeah, we did. Like, what was the margin of victory? I don't know. I don't know what the tally. I what feel the like it was were, thirty but. or forty percent. <laughs> no, like I voted. I were voting. Did I you? voted for you. And, no, you don't have and, to tell me who you voted for. Well, dude, you're the like you're like okay, PJ. I met him once. Nice guy. He does him okay. You know, he's got his style game is is appropriate. Mm-hmm. Your style game is just nicer. And shout out to Marlon Durant. No, I was just gonna say shout out to Marlon Durant. Shout who, out to Marlon, who is, uh, one of the few bespoke. Yes. In uh, in Toronto. Very, very stylish, too. I, every time I see him, I'm just like... Clean, huh? Very always. much so. Yeah. Fresh. Always and, on point. And I just... Uh, I, I always tell him, like, I hate you with love. <laughs> I'm such, I'm that, such hey, a that's better man. than hate. Hey, that's good, though. Because you could hate him with hate. Yeah, no, but right? I, hate him, I hate him with love. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I respect that. <laughs> sometimes I hate you with love. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. Not often. Sometimes. Just because you're way more articulate and smarter uh, than me. You're a fool. Uh, in, in so many different ways. Okay, so by virtue of playing, and normally I save this question to the end of the podcast, but we're, we've since, got time. Since we're already in New York, mm. uh, maybe this person, maybe this is the person you met in New York. Maybe you, you didn't meet this person in New York, but by virtue of... of your career mm-hmm. and where you played. Who was the most famous person that you met? Wow, man, there are a few of them. Uh, Spike Lee, starting off with Spike, even though he's a huge Knicks fan. Uh, he brought his son to a couple of our Ranger games. Oh, and cool! Had one of my jerseys. He came in the locker room, so that was really cool. Especially growing up watching do the right thing and being a big Jordan head, and you know their whole connection, Mark yeah, Black yeah. and whatever. So that was cool. Um, the Queen of Sweden, because really? she was there to see Henrik. Actually? Oh, yeah. That dude is that big of a deal? What? Like, I know that, okay, listen, I know they call him <laughs> King Henrik, and, Guy. you know, they had, you know, King James was anointed King James before he became a champion, and Henrik isn't there yet, so, and I know the name, look, okay, I know the name, it's, it's historical, okay, and, but... Actually, the yeah. Queen of... I didn't even know they had a, a monarchy in Sweden. Yeah, the, the, yeah the, the Queen of Sweden. I don't know anything about um, Sweden. I just know that Zetterberg's wife is pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> and it was an interesting choice of wedding photos. They uh, look like 20s uh, uh, people in jail. Um, prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me think of who else. Uh, Victoria Silverstedt. Who's that? You guys can Google that. Victoria she was Silverstedt? There, she was there to see Henrik. I got, I don't want to get Henrik in trouble, but um, yeah, but doesn't mean he like. I mean, no, mean, I'm just, you know what I mean. I'm just saying. Oh, you're you're googling. Uh, let's see who else. There were so many people that we met, man. Unique. Uh, Phil Jackson, Coach Jackson, was great to meet him. 
one of the all-time sport icons. You, you can't even talk right now because you got Google I'm up. looking at Victoria <laughs> Silverstedt. She kind of uh, looks like... Um, that's funny. She kind of looks like... Uh, oh, man, this is, this is going to be a dated reference. Do you remember Vendela? Yeah, I remember Vendela. Vendela yeah, yeah, was on the that's, cover that's of a, like of that's like a good call actually. Uh, that's a good call. In like my high yeah, school yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a good call. I feel like it was ninety two or something. Digging into the crates. I like that. Yeah, she's pretty hot. Yeah, so man. She came to see like she came to see him. Yeah, we had. I mean, you know, oh, she was married to Chris Raggy. We had he John like, McEnroe regular. Like you know, we had a lot of them, right? Um, Dennis Leary. Pat Sajak. I mean, you could name it. Like, pretty much every game, somebody was there. And typically, if we won, then they'd come in the locker room because they wanted to meet Henrik or they wanted to meet Yager or that Mess was there. They wanted to meet Mess or, or whatever the case may be. Mark or when we go, exactly. Or when we go up to our green room, um, our green room, which is our family and, and friends' room there in the garden, there was always, there were always some interesting people in there. Okay, tell some me very, about, very interesting people in there. Tell me about the golf tournament you went to in Carolina. <laughs> Ah, the Michael Jordan Celebrity Golf Classic. Man, oh, man. So I, I played in this golf tournament twice. Uh, How did you get invited to Michael Jordan's golf tournament? His guy, Fred Whitfield, who's a, who became a really good friend. I met him when I played in the in the minors, in the HL in really? Greensboro. Yeah. Oh, okay. And Fred's a Greensboro guy, and, you know, obviously the Carolina connection, he's from Greensboro, and him and Mike had been friends for years. And what, is, what does Fred Whitfield do for a living? Well, Fred had his own law firm in Greensboro. Oh, okay, okay. Very successful. And uh, I think it was Whitfield, Blackman, and Morse, if I'm not mistaken, was the name of the law firm. And he ended up becoming the global director of business for Nike, for wow. basketball, Nike basketball. Okay. And then he worked for the Wizards when Mike was there. He's a capologist. And then now he's the president of business operations is for, the, the for the Bobcats. Like, uh, is, that, is that like um, like in baseball, like one of these advanced me- oh, like these yeah, um, advanced uh, metrics sabermetrics, guy? sabermetrics guy? type of dude? Similar. Okay. Similar, but w- with all of the data, but as it pertains to how we comp- how they compensate players. Okay. Right? So salary cap implications, this guy's on long-term disability, this guy's on whatever, managing the cap, all that stuff. So anyway, so I met Fred in, in Greensboro my first couple years in the minors, and I talked to him, and I'm like, yeah, I'd love to meet Michael. And I'm, this is young goalie who's from Toronto, this young brother, like he wants to meet Michael Jordan. He doesn't even play hockey. What? Or sorry, he doesn't even play, he <laughs> doesn't even play ball, yeah. right? Oh, like, he's not even playing ball. in the yeah, NHL yeah. either. He's in the minors. But anyway, as, as time would have it, uh, he... he he really stood by his word, and I met him. I played in a couple of his golf tournaments, and I've never seen. I went to the Air Jordan 20th anniversary party during our lockout in 2004 in Denver because I went to NBA uh, All Star Weekend. Oh, that's right. He and I went. Tony Bradshaw. And yes. I went. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I can tell you, for the listeners out there, I've never, ever, 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 <laughs> ever seen anybody that has it like him. That has that impact. And I got to tell you, the closest person I've seen to him is the president, Barack Obama, president of the United States, in terms of aura. Um, I would say that Derek Jeter's up there as well. Mark Messier's up there. Uh, Come on, Messier's not on the, like... Oh, Messier's on a... I'm talking in New York. Like, within New York, Messier's, like, hockey. He's sports god, right, in the New York area. He He promised the Stanley Cup. I remember He delivered a Stanley Cup to New York. An and, original six franchise. Yeah. On home ice, game seven for uh, the New York Rangers. Okay, it's I, iconic, right? Yes. I remember in the conference so, finals, he came right, right. and then he, they beat Vancouver, my team at the time. Right. So Shout then, out to Pavel Burry. Yeah, absolutely. So then... Um, Kirk A. Lume. <laughs> nice. Kirk McLean. <laughs> Kirk, yes. Right? Right, because you rubbed the goal. Yeah, and he's, he's a North York man. So, <laughs> so yeah. So when I think about it, I, nobody's ever had that to me. I, I've never seen anybody have that impact. He's a magnet. And I, I'm going to tell you a story. So we're at... I love stories. We're at the party, and it's it's Michael, Mary Lemieux, Brett Hull, Ray Allen, Alonzo Mourning, okay? At this golf tournament? Or at, it, at the tournament, but at but, this place called Mesh Sports Bar okay. in Greenville, North Carolina. Wow, okay. okay. What a lineup. Right, and, and, and tons of other guys, and me. I'm the, I'm the throw-in. <laughs> I'm the throw-in. I'm the vegetable dip on this... On this. <laughs> <laughs> this Platter buffet, of, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I remember this guy coming up to Michael. This man came up to Michael. I was doing the impersonation the other day. Michael, Michael, my wife loves you. Can she just kiss you? 
Can she kiss you, Michael? <laughs> oh, guy, I swear, I was, oh, I couldn't wow. believe it. And Michael had his security guy, George, who always travels with him. So George was around him. And as I said, it was him, Mario, and these guys. They were standing at the bar. Us other schleps were kind of on the other side of the bar. You know, we were the C-Squad, right, of course. <laughs> and uh, even though we're playing in the event. But, yeah, Michael, my wife loves you. Can she kiss you? I couldn't believe it. I, 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 so I couldn't happened? believe it. Did he, like, so anyway, laugh? Or did, did no, no, he was, I mean, he's used to all that. That's, that's how many times that happened every day. Right. Anywhere in the world. Morocco, you know, Tel Aviv, Moscow, yeah. North Carolina. Rio. Doesn't matter. Yeah. All day, every day, every <laughs> single day of his life. It, it's nuts. But I, I literally, I, I've never seen anybody have that impact. I remember we were doing the draw for the pairings, right? Who, you know, which sports or whatever TV celebrities playing and which foursome and that sort of thing. And we were all in this ballroom in the Grandover Resort in Greensboro, North Carolina. We're all in the ballroom. And I, as I Sterling Sharp, Dan Marino, like you wow. start going down the list, right, of okay. all these guys. Mario, uh, Brett Hull, all these guys. Everybody's in there and talking and food and everything. And all of a sudden, I just felt like the heat got turned up. And I sweat easily. And I felt <laughs> like the heat got turned up. And you hear everybody go, oh. Look over my right shoulder. Who starts walking through the door? It's him. I could feel him being there Wow! before he literally walked in the room. It's that powerful. And you know, you've gotten to meet him. You've done interviews with him. You've done some nice pieces. So Thank you. Yo, you're welcome. So I, you know, I, yeah, I, you know I, what it's like. You've been around him to see it and experience it yourself. The first time I, I met Michael Jordan, there was it was at a... Mike Weir was having a celebrity yes. tournament here in 2009, and Steve Nash canceled the week before, and then Mike Weir reached out to Michael Jordan to invite him to the tournament, and he accepted. And when I went to ambush Michael, which I eventually which, <laughs> which I did, funny. and then I, I got the interview, I felt the crush of the crowd before seeing Michael Jordan. So like a thousand people came over this little hill onto hole number one, and then Michael appeared. I was like, wow, that's Michael Jordan. Like, I just all kinds of reverence Crazy. to MJ. Yeah. He played in a golf tournament here. Uh, it was early, and I, I think I was still in junior, actually. He was out in Mississauga years ago. This is probably 17, 18 years ago. I'll never forget it. So we, my buddy and I heard he was here. We heard it on the radio, drove out, walked the whole 18 holes with him, okay? But after the nine hole, like at the turnaround, after the ninth hole, Nike had a court set up, right, because they sponsored this tournament. Nike had a court set up, a portable court. He took off his golf spikes, and he got a ball, and he had about five straight threes that he drained left-handed. Now, he's a righty. Yeah. Lefty, pure swish, swish, swish from three, like pure. So anyhow, he was trying to recruit somebody to come on the court to play horse with him, right? So I played high school ball at the time. If, you know, I'm going to try to get out there. But i got to be honest. At Bethune? At Bethune. We won the Scarboroughs. <laughs> we won the cities, by the way. But, um, but yeah, but I was kind of like, ah. Anyhow, I was pushing my boy, who was there with me, Sean, nicknamed Lighter. So we're pushing, Lighter, get out there. Because he was a way better shooter than I was. Get out there. Get out there. He was nervous. So he ends up picking the girl that was literally standing right beside our boy, Lighter. And she couldn't even hold a basketball, let alone shoot one. <laughs> So that was the first time I met him. But um, then being at the Air Jordan 20th anniversary party, as I mentioned earlier, during All-Star Weekend in Denver, I mean, you, you, any actor, any entertainer coming up and basically bowing to him, right? Dr. J, uh, Dr. Well, he's, J he's royalty. posted he's up, sports royalty posted forever. up in the corner. Dr. J just posted up in the corner. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And And people just coming up to him, like you name it. All of them that were there for NBA All-Star Weekend, just coming and kissing the rings, right? It was amazing. Amazing um, to see. Now, when you, uh, Michael Jordan um, is uh, synonymous with being, obviously with excellence yes. in his championships, but also being an alpha. Oh, 100%. He's like, he's the alpha of the alpha, and currently, you know, you know Kobe Bryant's an out, who, who walks in stride with Michael Jordan. He's an mm -hmm. alpha. Yes. I mean you can you can look around different sports to see to see your alpha males, but not all. But I I feel like in the public perception, all pro athletes are alphas. But that's not really the case, is it? All pro athletes are alphas relative to the majority of the population. But then by the time you get into that very rarefied air right. of professional sports. 
be it football, soccer, be it football as we know it here in North America, be it baseball, be it whatever. No, then there's like other levels right. to alpha. Yeah. You know what I mean? You heard there, the- there's, there's Mark Messier alpha. There's Jonathan Taze for our young listeners in Chicago. There's Jonathan Taze alpha. Which is a different level. Okay. Right? Okay. For now. It's amazing. There's Sidney Crosby Alpha. Um, it, it, as you mentioned, Kobe. It's Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. Hold on he, a second. He will, he will, he will get at what? you. What? He's going to let you know. There's Tom In Brady. In no uncertain terms, he's going to let you know. Absolutely. Yeah. There's Tom Brady Alpha, you know, and right? Then, okay. So we can start going around the horn in different sports, but yeah. So yes, yeah, so not every athlete relative to that rarefied pro sports environment is an alpha within that no i know that um on every team there's like there's the star of the team or Mm. there are the stars and then there's like the leader of the team the guy who leads the team in the off field or off ice sure activities whether it's the restaurants whether it's the you know the late night things or just just the guy who like who plans the The dude the dude he's the dude right yeah and I, I, I think I've said this before, but like I've, I've experienced it a couple of times, yep. and I know, uh, and uh, I guess they're known as either like the clubhouse guy mm-hmm. to the public, or you know the the glue guy, if Absolutely. you will. Absolutely. So I know on LA, it's uh, it's Jared Stoll. Yeah, Stoley. Yeah. One hundred percent. Who I met yeah. at your golf tournament. Actually, mm-hmm. maybe we should just segue to your golf tournament real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so this is how it changed my life. <laughs> so I got to go in two thousand five, mm-hmm. and at the golf tournament. Uh, Stanley Cup champions, uh, Brad Richards and Vincent LeCavalier were there. Yep, correct. I was texting with Richie this morning. Right. And then the year, a year later, it was Stanley Cup finalists, uh, Jared Stoll and uh, Rafi Torres were there. Correct. Okay. Then the year after, 2009, or 2007, Stanley Cup finalists, Ray Emery and Jason Spezza. Like, you had, you correct. always had, like, the best dudes. <laughs> Uh, or you, you know, uh, in at your uh, hockey players at your uh, golf tournament. But this is how it changed my life. Mm. Not just rubbing, not just being in the company of these athletes and interviewing them and and uh, you know having conversations like off the record with them. It was uh, and D, D and I in in 2006. This is when we we say we crossed the line where these athletes didn't see us as media guys. Mm-hmm. They just saw us as guys. That's right. And it was a very important moment for us because once we earned the trust, it was earning the trust of the athletes. We're like, oh, okay, this is a different experience. And, like, we now know what it's worth. You just mentioned a key word there, right? It's the trust. And I'm going to tell you, as a former player and played in the league a long time, there's a lot of different media people that you interact with that are good at their job, that are great at their job, and that's maybe the nature of the interaction. But there's always a couple people that... You just have that relationship with, and you trust them. Yeah. And that's who you're speaking to on the real. And you don't even have to preface it by on the record, off the record, because you know that they have your back. They're still going to maintain their journalistic integrity. Don't get me wrong. They're still going to do their job, but you know that they'll never put you in a bad spot. And that goes a long way. I can tell you as a former player, that goes a long, long way. When you know that the they're going to be... Who's your, who your guy that you either... That there you, are a few, but one that I'll mention right now is for, for the people, especially in New Jersey and New York, is Chico Resch. Old school goalie Chico Resch. He does the, the Devils games on MSG. He does a color for the Devils. Old school NHL goalie. Won Stanley Cups with the Islanders with Billy Smith. Oh, nice. I just saw yeah. that documentary the other day. The right. 30 for 30. The 30 for 30. Spano, uh, that was crazy on Spano. Big, big Shot, I think it was called. Crazy, right? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was crazy. great. Yeah. yeah. Done by uh, Kevin Connolly, formerly of Entourage. Mm-hmm. So the thing, the thing for me is him specifically, Chico, and he's been a great mentor since I've come into this business. But he was always open-minded, objective, took the time to listen. And although he played and played a long time, was very successful and was. Is it Stanley because Cups. he was a former athlete? That's why because there was like that. Yes you guys are a fraternity, so yes there's like no. sort of a trust there. Yes and no, but some guys also some guys don't really value that trust that are now in this side of the business, some guys don't work to continue to cultivate it because they maybe take it for granted, right? Because, uh, you know, I'll speak from my own perspective. I'm on the phone with guys on all 30 teams, right? And there are a lot of guys that I played with that are still in the league as players. Some of those guys are now coaches, assistant coaches, various positions of management, agents, you name it. But the reality of it is we don't get any younger. So that's fine if I played with John Madden now, let's say, who's assistant coach, with the Florida Panthers now. Yeah, you guys play together in New Jersey. We play, we, right, we play yeah. together in Jersey, but 
unless I can relate to Jonathan Bernier or Nazem Kadri, you know, these guys are 23, 24. You also have to cultivate new relationships as well along the way, right? So it's very, very important because the league doesn't wait on you and it doesn't wait on anybody. Yeah. So a lot of the guys that you may have played with, okay, it's cool if you see them in the locker room. Say yesterday, for example, Dallas is here playing Toronto Maple Leafs, Dallas Stars. So I played with Ray Whitney. He's 40. I played with him. I played that with... That guy's still playing, huh? Unbelievable, right? Wow. The reason why they call him the Wizard. So the Wizard... <laughs> the, many reasons. So anyway... <laughs> I want to so, hear the other re- reasons. That, that's, that's what they listen to. interesting. So, so, so the Wizard, right? So he's still playing. And Eric Cole, who I played with in Carolina, in Carolina he's still playing. Yeah. But then... Didn't that guy break his neck? He did. It's crazy, right? And he's still playing? Still playing. Wow. So think about that. Like... Okay, but how do I relate to Cody Eakin or Jamie Benn, right? Or Tyler Sagan, you know, all these guys and, and Sagan I've had a relationship with in terms of getting to know him. He's a Toronto guy, right? But he's, he's you have to dude. work. He, he is a dude. dude. Yeah. You know, he was Sagan. on the podcast like two weeks yeah, ago. And right. We're just talking about Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Right. He's say, and Listen, hey, he lives a good life. He does. He does. He <laughs> 20, does it right. 21. He does it right. So, so this is the thing, though, right? So you get to you get to realize that players and just like people are, we're going to connect with people we feel like we can trust, right? Mm-hmm. And that have your back. And that was a great point that you made about U and D recognizing that because I'm telling you, it goes a long way. You will be able to have access that other people won't. I have access that other people will never have. Not just because I played. But, again, because you work on that and you continue cultivating that, right? And in your case, even more so because you and D didn't play. No, so it says even no. more. No, no, no. We're I'm just saying, a couple of jokers. No, but I'm saying for guys to be able to come to you and feel like, okay, hey, you know what? I'm cool to text you. But, I'm cool to call you. I'm cool to have you in my helicopter, <laughs> my helicopter. I just saw that dude yesterday. I know. I've been I just, following. I just saw him yesterday. I know. You know what I'm saying? Like for you to be. And he actually, he brought that up. For you to be in his copter, and you know how cold he is. If you don't know him, he's iceberg. <laughs> True. Yeah. Well, I. True. I, can, I only know my own. Hold experience, on, but prior but to me, but, but no, but to people that don't know him, that don't know the Mamba. People that don't know him, maybe they see him, hello, okay, cool, nice to see you, hey, take care, whatever. But he's not he's not openly open to people that he doesn't know. I don't think, right? uh, at, when I came around, no. Maybe, maybe now, because he sort of sees the, the, the lights dimming, sort Correct. of, and like he's, you know, signed a two-year extension with LA, right. 48 million or whatever it is, and... Right. And Kobe over the last two years has just changed. Like he just he doesn't give an F. Right. Like he's in he's in that F the word, like I don't care mode right. because he's you know, he has his legacy and he has Correct. his five rings and he has his MVP and 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 he 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 doesn't his image now he's not as image conscious or That's maybe right. his image now no, has no, changed. No, 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 no. You said it I like I like where you're going. Stay with that. So so it's like, yeah. So he can just say whatever. He swears a little bit more in interviews Correct. now and like the rules are a little bit different because he's he just reached that point in his career. He's like, all right, well, whatever. I'm, I don't care now. Like, yep. what, what, are you, what are you going to do to me? Yeah, what are you going to do to me? Exactly. You know? So, uh, okay, a couple things. One, okay, mm. I'll tell this Kobe story later. I'll put a pin in it. But one is when you find out information, Kev, you, mm. our jobs are different. I, uh, my job is to entertain. Right. Your job is to inform. So, uh, uh, you know, so when you find out stuff, like, there are, there are going to be things where you find out, like, it, it, you know, a dressing room has a problem. This person has a problem with this person. And if you find out that information, A, you're part of the fraternity of, uh, you know, I had this, sure. I had this, I had this conversation at it. your, okay, I will Bring tell it. this. I don't know if I should use the guy's name. You don't have to. So I had this conversation at your summer jam. Yeah. On my way to your party, I invited a hockey player. Right. Who plays in the NHL right now? Right. I, I'm not going to say his name. Right, right. Um, and I said, "Yo, do you want to come to this uh, this like party, this house party that mm-hmm. Kevin's have has?" He goes, I "Actually, do want to come to it, but I don't know who from the NHL is going to be there, and I I wouldn't want I don't want anybody to say anything because About I'm me. there." Right. And I said, "Oh, that's that kind of sucks. I don't know." It's conflicted. Yeah, He's and I said, "Well, yeah. I'm like, well, it's, it's it's like Kevin's house, so it's like, it's Kevin." And he goes, "I know, I I know that, but I don't know who else is going to be there." And I thought that was pretty interesting. So then later, I had a conversation mm-hmm. with Mike Johnson yeah. and Jamie McLennan right. about 
be and and you and I think I don't I you were hosting so I don't know if you were in in this conversation but I was like uh uh because you are part of the fraternity of former athletes mm-hmm. you have to in a way you have to protect the shield mm-hmm. but you also have to inform the public but what but how do you walk the line, the line? Great question. Because it, it is trust. Yeah. You have a, a journalistic integrity to uphold, but then mm-hmm. you have, you are an athlete before the job. And I know your right. life is, you're in the second career because you're in the media, but like, how do you walk the line? Like, what do you decide? Okay, this I can tell, but this this has to stay in the house, so to speak. Right. So, So for me, I always look at it from an athlete's point of view, and I think of it as... My parents and my sister and my wife or family and friends watching me play and watching a broadcast. Okay. What are they going to want to hear? What are they going to not want to hear? And and try to skirt a line that's respectful, right? And always try to stay respectful because, I mean, if we really wanted to, we could have dirt on anybody. Okay. Athlete or not. CEO at Royal Bank, um, head of global markets at TD Bank, you name it, right? We We could find dirt on anybody, but... How do you do? How do I do my new job in a way that's respectful, so that okay? How would my parents think if that came over on the broadcast about you? Correct. Uh. You see what I'm saying? How would my parents think about that? How would they feel? And I mean, literally, when I leave this building, when we're off the air, or I leave the CBC building downtown when we get off Hockey Night in Canada, I'm on the phone with my parents almost every show. Really? Right? Because I'm close with my parents like that, right? You really are. So I'd be on the phone. Shout out and, to Carl Weeks and Mama <laughs> Right? So, and, Carl and they're Weeks call- is a G. Thank you. And he they're calling. he's calling me while I'm on the air because sometimes, you know, it doesn't, tr- there's the lag in time, right? <laughs> so he's calling and then he leaves me a voicemail. I get out. He's like, I was calling you. <laughs> I can't hear you. You won't call me back. I thought you were finished. And I'm like, Dad. I'll get on the call and be like, Dad, what's wrong with you? Uh, we were just rapping. Like, w- what's up? You know, and this is literally like 1.25 a.m. <laughs> so my point to you is this. Like, I, I, would, I always think about it from their standpoint. What would they want to hear? What would, you know, what would alarm them? What would embarrass them? And just try to be respectful of okay, that but what, as okay, it pertains say, to here, players. Here's, right? an example, here's an example. Yeah. A guy gets a DUI. You know that that guy parties a lot. Sure. So then it's news because he gets the DUI. That's sure. obviously newsworthy. That's the news. But then, but you know about his character, or you know firsthand, you know a guy that plays with that dude, and like, man, this dude was going, he was going hard. The problem, the story really is, he got the DUI. That's the story. Okay. But if someone says on a panel, yes. you're like, um, you know, uh, so okay, so this per- player X gets a DUI, sure, um, and you say your things about it. Um, but what what do you know about this guy? Well, what I know about this guy is this: he's a heck of a player in his role, whatever okay. it is. Yeah, right. Okay, he's a power so you start forward. Start talking about his resume. He's a power forward. He's whatever. Um, he made an error in judgment. This is a mistake. Certainly, he'd want to do over. I'd like to think that he's going to be accountable about it. Not only to his teammates and and the organization, but the fans, right? I'm sure his family, his parents, whoever, his mom, his kids, whatever. Uh, it's a mistake. It's a mistake that he can't make, but it's not the mistake that only he will make. The unfortunate oh, okay. reality yeah, yeah, is, yeah. we've seen this before. Unfortunately, we may see it again. Probably, and it's not something yeah. that's necessarily unique. So to you him. won't you won't put the guy on blast, even though you know that that dude is just an, like is an idiot. Depends. How would it depends on what? I'll give you an example. So not from a DUI standpoint, but I could speak to this player because I've spoken about him on the air. Patrick Coletta is a player that plays for Buffalo Sabres. Okay. And he's a Buffalo guy. Now he's out. He tore his ACL. He had been sent down to the to the minors in, in Rochester for their HL team. He'd been in the league the last six, seven years. He had seven, if I'm not mistaken, seven suspensions or fine in the league. For like, like dirty hits. For dirty the, hits, yeah. dirty plays, plays you shouldn't make taking a guy's knee out, hitting a guy from behind, all that stuff. So at what point in time does common sense prevail now, right? So for me, there's only so many times I can, you you understand what I mean? Like I'm on Hockey Night in Canada, the most watched hockey show in the world, and I'm on the NHL Network, the league's channel itself. So there's only so many times you can go to bat for him. So after the sixth, seventh time, I can't really spin it anymore. At that point, it's like, Patrick Coletta, you have to make a decision here. If you want to be a part of the league and the league is cracking down on player safety and Brendan Shanahan 
is going to suspend you for these types of plays, and you know that, why are you still hitting guys like that? Mm. You know what I mean? You're playing in your hometown team. You're playing in the league. You're a Buffalo Cat playing for the Sabres. What else do you want? Like, at some point in time, the league's not going to change for you. You have to tailor your game around the way in which it's being called and officiated, right? And based on the supplementary discipline. You choose not to do that. Now, at this point now, what else am I going to say? So now i got to be all the way real, right? But if it happened to him the first time, hey, maybe it's a bonehead play. Maybe it was a dumb play. He shouldn't have hit the guy there. He was in the vulnerable spot. Whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? But seven times already, and then this happens, whatever it was, six weeks ago, can't really go to bat for him anymore. Speaking of bonehead, I don't know if you heard of this story. Uh, Ron Artest and Kenyon uh, Martin got into a fight. Not a fight. A heated argument over pasta. Which pasta was better? Ron Artest was eating shell pasta. Looks right. like a shell. And Kenyon Martin was eating... Uh, hold on. I wrote this down. He was Linguini, eating... Uh, no, he was eating... Uh, Angel hair? Uh, elbow pasta. Capolini? Elbow pasta okay. looks like craft um, dinner. Yeah, that yeah. kind of that kind of pasta. Yeah. And they got a heated argument over it. And like, these guys are both... Not really the most stable dudes. No, not the brightest wattage light bulbs. No, either. What's the dumbest argument you've seen or <laughs> or or been a part of in your playing days? Because this is a, that's a that's a, such a dumb thing for dudes to fight over. <laughs> but they're just dudes, and I'm sure when we were 12 or 13 or 14, we had equally dumb arguments. But these are grown ass men. Yeah, I was gonna say they are grown ass men. That, <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. When we're 12, I like Marino's Pizza on McAllen. <laughs> Better than Mother's Deep Dish Pizza on Kennedy. Okay, yeah, that, I understand that. I was all the way in Super you know what Nintendo I mean? versus my friend right. Henderson, who had a Sega Genesis. Exactly. Or my so, friend Chad, who had a Sega Genesis. Okay, too. so you're 14, 15. You're not a combined age of, of 65, 70. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And these guys are NBA vets. They should be worrying about what's going on with the Knicks, first of all, especially both guys being veteran players. Agreed. But that's another story for another time. So what's time. the dumbest argument that you've seen dumbest, or you've been a part of? I can't say the players, but I saw the one. Players. I the players. The statute limitations is up, dude. You I are no longer in the league. Neither I, are those guys. They are. Both of them? Both of them. Okay, what was the dumbest? What was the dumbest? Arguing fight? on our plane, on our New York Ranger plane, MSG1, as we called it, uh, <laughs> Ironically, <laughs> which is the Rangers in the Knicks plane, but that's another story. They shared the... Pl- oh, okay. Yeah, well, right? Wait, how did they... Do- they played the plane same share. Time. No, it was a plane share. Said, and when there was a conflict in the schedule, then we would take... The Knicks usually went out. <laughs> because they're six foot 95, right? Because <laughs> those guys those are guys giraffes. Are, you know yeah. what I mean? One time they're I, giraffes. You can just have them eating grass. Just <laughs> one time I, I heard in a clip Latrell so Sprewell when talking about Kevin Garnett. Yeah. He said, what is that guy, 6'13"? <laughs> Honestly, that I still I still use that line. What is that guy? Six thirteen. Uh, anyway, so okay, so share the plane. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, but anyway, so, back so, to the story. So anyway, so we're on the plane, and the one guy just got a Gallardo Lamborghini Gallardo Gallardo. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. want to be Italian, and then uh, the other guy had uh, it was a Ferrari four fifty six. I think it was. Anyway, whatever the the Ferrari three sixty. Sorry, Modena. And they're arguing this over is way above my pay. Grade. And they're arguing on the plane. We're flying to Washington, arguing on the plane over whose car's better, why it's better, what car's an all-weather car because the Lamborghini has Audi transmission and it's an Audi build, so it has it's, it has a Quattro four by four, right? <laughs> Do you really want to be driving your Lamborghini from the practice rink, twenty-five minutes outside New York City, in the snow on the West Side Highway, anyway? No. Agreed. Does yeah. dude B really want to be driving the Ferrari three sixty Modena, <laughs> arguing? No. You know what I mean? And we were just like, is this really happening? From New York to Washington, is this really, really happening? Say their names. I can't. Say their names. I can't. can't. Come on, dude. I can't. That's got to be... One was the defenseman and one was a forward. Okay. Who was the uh, who was the most sensitive teammate that you ever played with? Oh, goodness. I played with a lot of them, boy. You'd be surprised. you got to manage a lot of emotional profiles, especially once you're... You're the goalie, so you see everything. Oh, You see everything on the ice and everything in the room. Guys, it's so funny. So many guys hate for so many things. Where'd you get those shoes? It's almost like girlish. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, dude, where, where'd absolutely. you get those shoes? Well, how much did that watch cost? I like that watch, Cabby. How much did that watch cost? Oh, yeah? How much did you buy your house for? Oh, okay. We're in Westchester. Where are you? Oh, I got a brownstone upper west. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just trivial, trivial stuff. So then who's... Okay. Trivial, trivial. So 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 to to get to the, the question... There are a lot of guys, man, emotionally. You know who is, is, I should say, is still pretty sensitive? 
is uh, my man Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah? Yeah. So he can't, so like if you, you do you have to, if you're going to criticize him or you're going to give him some kind of constructive criticism, you have to do it delicately? Yeah, I mean, he's grown a lot, man. He's a, He's a lot more mature now. Obviously, he was 23 when he came in, new in the league. And congrats to him on his new deal, by the way. Very deserving of the new deal. I remember when we played in, in New York, and it was his rookie year. And this guy, I'm telling you, if you don't know, you don't know, right? And you don't know till you know. You know? Cue the biggie music. Yes. You know very well <laughs> who you are. Exactly. Juicy. Right. So, so he didn't know, and he came in, and we lost a shootout. And he's yelling at guys, and he's going nuts, and oh, you can't shoot on that guy, glove side, like oh, actually yelling at the dude, or in the room, just being loud about in like, the room. But there are only X amount of shooters that shot for for <laughs> yeah, our team. Right. Yeah, there's only been like mean? four or five guys. So yeah, now yeah. you're, and we've got Yager who shot, who very seldom shot, and you know, one of the best players in the history of the game. Seldom so shot still in the shootout do, scenario. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah, and still doing it right. So, Yager, Michael Nylander, who was the center, who had a huge... I mean, so many guys, at, long story short, so he's yelling, and I'm like, hey, man, you can't sh- just... You know, you can't say that. Sh- no, no, I'm gonna... No, you could no. And like, hey, you can't... You, you, you can't do that. I mean, tomorrow, you're gonna be walking this red carpet at this Calvin Klein event. Then, a couple days later, a box from Dior is gonna show up, <laughs> and you're Amazing. getting a Dior suit and all these shoes, free uh, courtesy of Christian Dior. Guys are going to get jealous. They're going to get envious, right? So it's that whole quarterback envy, and you're a very visible guy. You're now the star of the New York Rangers, young guy from Sweden, slim suit. You know what I'm saying? Wait, was that more of the, like, you were taking into account the sensitivity of the other guys, or was it Henrik Lundqvist because... Starting with Henrik. Okay, start because right. he he could you know he was like firing at all the other dudes, Correct. but could he receive like when you had to? You guys are goaltenders, and you you mm-hmm. are the the veteran, so you know the game more than he does, and so you know certain you can. There are ways that he can improve just minor things that you would you would give him little nuggets and stuff. Exactly. So would you have to uh, measure the way that you say it to him? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And 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 the thing is. It's like coaching, right? Like you recognize who has what personality, and as a teammate, you recognize who has what personality and how you relate to guys, right? And and how you convey certain things. So, yeah, knowing how Hank was wired, yes, I had to couch it a certain way. Speaking of wiring, I'll get you out of here on this story. No worries. And there's so much more. Like when I talk, uh, much like uh, my friend Donovan Bennett, when we and my friend, uh, I mentioned him earlier, my my boy Juice, mm-hmm. uh, Dave Del Judici. When we talk, it's like, hey man, can you talk for five minutes on a text? <laughs> and then it's a 95 minute conversation. And I know True. I could talk to you until next Thursday. Yeah, me too. Just one stream, one conversation <laughs> going all over the universe. So speaking of wiring, and we mentioned earlier about alphas, mm. alpha dogs. So I was in Los Angeles mm-hmm. uh, on Wednesday for the launch of Kobe's new sneaker. I saw that. So it's the the Kobe nine. I like the new look. This is the best one he's had. I like the I like the eight. So it's I like the nine because it has it's, a little Cam Newton esque. It's a to hot it. yes, it, yeah. And somebody mentioned that nice one. Somebody mentioned that at the launch yeah. that it Under Armour did this a year and a half ago this is with true. the high boot. This is so, true. So Kobe's got this new high top sneaker, and he said in the Q&A that when he was watching Manny Pacquiao box and watching his footwork and how he moved, that was that planted the seed in his head as far as design goes, like, oh, or or performance. He's like, oh, okay, Manny, Manny Pacquiao's, you know, he moves like the wind. And, right. okay, that, that's an idea. And then he brought that to, his, to the table to his uh, d- designer, Eric Arvar, I think his, his name is. What about the stitches on the back? Okay. I'm a detail man. He, he didn't mention the stitches. Okay, Obviously, good. everybody knows that he, he ruptured his Achilles, yeah. and those stitches represent the stitches in his actual, you know, in his foot, and that's part of his journey, he said. And they, he made sure that they were red so they stick out because, you know, that it's, I don't know, it just pops like his friggin' Achilles popped right. uh, last year. Um so I go to this thing, and you know I'm taking some photos, and I'm uh, you know I'm Instagramming everything, um, and I want to speak with Kobe. I didn't like get time uh, uh, 
on the you know on the in the schedule to mm-hmm. to have an interview with him, but I just wanted to speak with him. Mm-hmm. So on the day, I, there's a break in the interview, so I go up to him. He's like Capster, and he always calls me Capster, and I call him Bean. Yeah. I'm like, hey Bean. He goes, Capster, what are you doing here? You got you got over the border. He always uses that <laughs> joke. I'm like, yeah, man, my papers are straight. Like yeah, exactly. You, you put in a phone call for me in 2008. Everything's good. He's like, you good, uh, man? I'm like, yeah, man. He goes, what are you doing here? I'm like, I came for this. I came to see the launch. Right. Um, and then and and then uh, sorry, so he came to see the launch. And then I kind of look at him and he goes, and you came to pitch me some ideas. I'm like, yes, I did. <laughs> I always pitch him two of my harebrained ideas. He goes, let me, and he says, let me hear your harebrained ideas. Yeah. So one, he agreed to, uh, I don't know if I should say, okay. Save I'll, it. Okay. The one he, these, I mean, this is Kobe. The one that you can't he said, this, okay. The one that he said no property. to, right. Oh yeah. And if I do, okay. If you guys, if someone does this later, you know, it came from here. <laughs> so the one that he said no to yeah. was, uh. It's this real estate idea. And my man D came up with this, and I laughed, and I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. So one of one of his houses are up for sale. Right. So I'm saying to Kobe, well, this is the idea. I go to one of your houses with some attache cases and some big guys, like I'm going to buy your house. Right, and we I've go got cash a- in the attaches. Right. exactly. They're attaches at this point. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. And one of them one of them has cash. The other one has a computer, which is just with the, with the transfer codes from my account in the Cayman Islands. Love it. Tra- yeah. Um, so we t- take a tour of your house. At the end, when I when I finish the tour, I go outside, and you show up in your car. Mm. And you're like, what are you doing in my house, Cab? Camera comes back on me. Hey, Kobe. Back on Kobe. He looks upset. Back to Cab. Starting to look, I'm starting to get a little <laughs> scared. Back to Kobe. Now it's a wide shot. And next to his, Kobe is standing next to his ha- car, but in Kobe's hands are two leashes. At the ends of those, those leashes, 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 are giant dogs. He's got these two big ass dogs. And then the shot comes back to me. I'm petrified back to Kobe. He lets go of the leash. Nice. End of scene. End nice. of skip. I like okay? it. So I thought that was a funny idea. I like that. That's a good look. So as I'm pitching this idea to him, he, I don't even get to the punchline. He's man, no, it, it needs to be edgier, Cab. It needs to be it needs to be bigger. It needs to be uh, uh, he said, uh, uh, he said, edgier needs to be bigger, needs to be bolder. I'm like, are you sure? And then somebody, <laughs> right. one of his Nike people are like, Hey, uh, this is not your interview time, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Oh, I'm just talking to him. So I'm like, okay. The next day I'm like, okay, let me, let me think. I was like, and then he said, go back to the drawing board, which he usually says when he rejects my ideas. I've, I've pitched probably like 10 ideas, which I thought were great <laughs> that he's just rejected. The next day I go to Lakers practice and then Kobe's shooting jumpers, huge media scrum. And they just want to find out when he's going to play. He didn't take the trip to Sacramento, who they're playing on the 6th. He will. The rumor is he will most likely play against the Raptors on Sunday. What a nice entry point back into the game against the crappy ter- Toronto Raptors. Come on. My guy might score 48 points on, Just you know, because. <laughs> yeah. Welcome on, back and just because. 24 for 30 is shooting and whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, so then I get, so after he does his media... Then uh, uh, Allison of the Lakers um, just grabs Kobe's like, hey, Kobe, Cab is here. And then he goes, hey, Cab's through. I'm like, Kobe, I don't think you understood the bit <laughs> yesterday. So I re-pitch him the real estate idea. He goes, that, he goes no, 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 I don't want to do He goes, I don't want that weak-ass ish. He goes, give me some Dave Chappelle-ish. I'm like, what? I'm like, okay, well, then how much, how far can I go with it? Can, I be in, can we be in dune buggies and shooting paintball guns at each other and stuff exploding? He goes, just make it good. I'm like, well, how much time can I get with you, Kobe? He goes, if it's a good idea, I'll give you 30 minutes. I'm like, 30 minutes? He goes, 30 minutes. I'm like, anywhere in the world? Like, what if you're in the world? What if I, the idea, we do it in Minneapolis, or we do it in Salt Lake City? He goes, if it's a good idea, you get 30 minutes. And I just stand there dumbfounded. And I'm like, all right. And he turns around, he walks away. And I'm like... I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> so that is now the challenge that, uh, and my man D, I told, I told my man D this uh, yesterday, and my man D already came with a great idea. So we, so between us, we're going to try to come up with like eight You're or the ten. Think tank. 100%. We're like, you know, like the writer's room at Saturday Night Live. But it's right. just the two of us. It's not like 20 dudes in a room. Right. But that's the new challenge to come up with something for Kobe. And, and a lot of people reference the Kobe Bryant uh, interviews that I've done in the past. So, right. and, and he did actually mention the helicopter. Actually, when he said, come with something more bold, he goes, man, I gave you a, a ride in the helicopter, that man. You got to go with something like that. He's right, though. I'm like, that's like a, that's like a once <laughs> that's in a, a lifetime. That's a card right there. I know. He, he, he can he always throw that like at Donald. me. I'm like, I don't know. Like, Coach, can we go to space? <laughs> Can we freaking shoot, play a game of horse on the moon? 
you call you call uh, what's uh, what's the dude that owns Virgin Airlines? Uh, Richard uh, Branson. Richard Branson. Sir you Richard know Richard Branson. Branson? Sir Richard Sir Branson. Sir Richard Branson. Knighted. Let's make it happen, um, Kevin. Yes. This was awesome, man. This was great. This is awesome. Uh, thank you for uh, the candid conversation. Uh, and thank you. Oh, thank you for the I Have No Five Hole shirts. I got a nice little uh, goodie you. bag here. Thank you, man. Um, which uh, you guys can go to Weeks Media, W-E-E-K-E-S Media.com. And I'm sure that there's a link to, uh, yeah, to the, the store. Yeah, the link to our online store, yeah. it's uh, It's been awesome, man. It's been a lot of fun. So, wh- okay, so what are you on Instagram? Because you're not Kevin Weeks on Instagram, right? It's at Kev. K-E-V, my last name, Weeks, W-E-E-K-E-S. Okay, at Kevin Weeks, Kev Weeks on Instagram, on Instagram, on Twitter with the blue check mark, it's at Kevin Weeks. You got it. We have to. There's, there's, uh, <sighs> We're exhaling now. I know. There's, there's a lot more <laughs> conversation to be had, and hopefully we'll have it very, very soon. I appreciate your time. And my pleasure, man. Anytime. Keep dude. up the great work, man. Thank you, sir. Yes. Thank You're you. welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast. 